Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 30, 35 to 50 Tiberium hogs. I don't want to. <laughs> you let them go in the woods and they just they pick up all the stuff that makes them big. Lord boys here in the house. Uh, bringing the energy, bringing the heat to this COVID nineteen pandemic, bringing the uh, bullshit, bringing back on back on their bullshit. Uh, oh yeah, my my hips, my back, my pussy, and my crack. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that song. I'm, I'm your host, Ethan. Uh, we're talking about uh, Command and Conquer today, and with me is Arr, it's James Miller. Yar, it, he's wearing a pirate hat. Yeah, for the for the listeners at home who can't see. Obviously. Yeah. And Have Peter a... O'Donohue, newly mm-hmm. independent. My Today was the last day of my corporate money job, and mm-hmm. I'm free, and I feel new and refreshed. Yeah. By choice. So all of you people who lost your jobs, uh, not by choice. I'm yeah. sorry, but yeah, here's, okay. so here's Pete rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> I resigned in December 2019. Uh, it is now April 2020. Because I have a boring money job, had a boring money job, and they had to train replacements in Bulgaria. And despite the fact they can't do anything, they are still on payroll, meaning my job didn't exist. And yeah. literally, uh, <laughs> 38 minutes after I quit today, uh, my boss told me that everyone in the company was getting a 13% pay cut. So I uh, really dodged a bullet there. Yeah. So uh, we're pouring one out for the homies today. I am. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm pouring one out for my boss because some of my coworkers are bitchy enough as is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete, I didn't, I didn't get the chance to ask you this last time because you weren't on the previous episode. No, uh, where we talked about Command and Conquer Red Alert. Uh, but did you have you ever played a Command and Conquer game? Yep, I played CNC three a lot. Um, okay. I, I played CNC two, uh, and I played Red Alert two. Uh, the first great love of my life, uh, her <laughs> favorite game, was Red Alert two, and we used to play that a lot together. Okay. But that would Very be like nice. fucking 2006 or something like that. Oh, no, I was too young then. I was, was like 18. Vi- was, okay. So you yeah. played it in hindsight. I did. I did. Yeah. I was, it was introduced to me in the yeah. same way that one of my girlfriends forced me to play Final Fantasy VII. One of my girlfriends forced me to play Red Alert 2. Uh, but okay. that actually turned out to be good, which was the difference. I mean, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm not saying Final Fantasy VII is bad, but I just, I, didn't, I just didn't enjoy it at the time. Oh. A lot of our listeners are also going to disagree with you. I'm yeah. willing to take a bet. <laughs> I hovered over the buy button on my Switch for Final Fantasy VII for like way too long last night. And then I just, it was on sale yesterday. Yeah, it's on sale. It's on sale right now. And it's like, it's only like $12 or something. And I know on a Switch, that would be such an ideal way to play it. Because on the go, Fucking not like it. I'm going anywhere though. That's why yeah. I, really <laughs> it, so. but, I have it on my PC. So I might as well just play it on my PC because I'm at home. It's one of those things I've always wanted to play and like enjoy. I just didn't when I was introduced to it. 
Fair. I mean, I've yeah. played uh, Final Fantasy 1 through 10. I've beaten them all. Have so. you seen the remake, guys? Have you watched any gameplay? I haven't it actually looks. It actually looks fucking sick. It looks so good. Like, it, it looks yeah. amazing. It's a retelling and everything, of course, but, yeah. like, uh, they did... It looks like they did a really good job on it. Like, it's mm-hmm. yeah. super true to the characters, super true to the area. The combat, as much as I was worried about it not being turn-based, it actually looks really good, so... It looks at fucking rad, yeah. Well, uh, although, if you remember the, my previous statement where I quit my job, I'm not in the position to be buying $80 games. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll play it in 2022. I mean, uh, you got my Steam sharing, so it you just oh, got to yeah. convince me to buy it, yeah. Peter. That's, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just need to sneak into your house and whisper into your ear while you sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it looked a little better than Final Fantasy XV combat because I played Final Fantasy XV, and this one looked like you had more control over the characters in some way or another. Like, okay. I don't know, though. I'll From what look. I understood, you, like, do active battle attacks to build up your turn meter like because it like chrono trigger and i know ff7 and 6 had like a speed meter where you could like get multiple turns ahead of a slow enemy yeah i think you have to actively fight and stay alive to build up your meter and that's where you can do your 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 big boy damage yeah your limit break yeah yeah Yeah. but we're not okay we're not talking about final fantasy 7 on this episode are we james just take it away come on did we talk about it enough to get a hashtag out of it (laughs) yeah so midgard 1843. Yeah. Uh, the Shinra needed uh, some type of resource for some type yeah. of thing that Materia. they wanted. Materia. Angsty clone and terrorist Cloud Strife decides yeah. to hang out yeah. with Big Titty Girl and Amputee Gunman. Yeah. yeah. They needed Mega Materia for the mother something. And then <laughs> Sephiroth came along and his sword was way longer and thinner thinner much thinner see clouds was thicker and if you ask people it's really the girth that matters exactly so girth that's why he's a protagonist yeah if it's too long and thin sometimes it just hurts and that's Uh, the moral of final fantasy 7 yeah there's also chocobos okay um (laughs) (laughs) i guess i guess let's talk about command and conquer then uh so we're talking about uh the tiberium universe timeline uh on the last episode we talked about some other timelines red alert so we covered what happens when Albert Einstein goes back in time to assassinate a young Adolf Hitler, causing a young World ambitious, War II. A young, ambitious Adolf Hitler. Bright eyes. Cut down the right in his prime. Yeah. Uh, causing World War II to be between the Allies and the Soviets. Uh, canonically, as we mentioned on the last Command & Conquer episode, Red Alert, uh, the war ended with the Allies finding a wounded Stalin lying buried in the rubble of Moscow, where they ultimately decided to leave him buried. Good. Uh, so that's the canonical ending to Red Alert, Command and Conquer Red Alert 1. Which we called uh, Stalin Takes a Dirt Nap. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I believe. Yeah. Uh, all other Red Alert games are considered their own timelines. So 2, two and 3 uh, create their own timelines. The mobile one actually plays off 3's timeline, I think. Um, oh, like Kingdom Hearts, where like some canonical sequels are on Nokia phones from 2001. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, thank uh, you, EA. Thank you. <laughs> Well, it was exactly that, because EA bought it, and they published 3, and they yeah. wanted to make like something that led into 3. So it's Well, hey guys over at Westwood, uh, just on your last day, would you care to make something like really difficult for people to follow? Like, yeah, <laughs> sure, man. Like, <laughs> wait, what was that first thing you said? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about a continuation of the original timeline, so after Stalin's death, uh, the Tiberium timeline. Um, it, canonic- it canonically can fit, so to all intents and purposes, it canonically 
does fit, you know? Like there's nothing that break that would break the continuity between Red Alert 1 ending uh, and the Tiberium universe starting, whereas there are things that would break the continuity uh, between Red Alert 2 and Red Alert 3. Okay. Namely, World War 3 never happened in the Tiberium series. Oh, so okay. Red Alert 2 Same. involves World War 3. All right. All right, so we're in the Tiberium timeline currently. Yeah. Yeah, so we're gonna. Yeah, we're the a time well, of writing. Not really, because in the Tiberium timeline, uh, Hitler was assassinated by a time traveling uh, Albert Einstein. Would we know if he wasn't though? Well, they, I mean, World War Two and Hitler did happen can, canonically oh, in our timeline. It, it did prevent it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I just like if he got there like way late and was just in the in the bunker to, <laughs> no. to, instead of the instead of suicide. It was it was Einstein. Like maybe. Uh, um. Yeah, don't take it personal. It's it's all relative, baby. Uh, <laughs> Nothing personnel, Hitler. Yeah. Uh, so for anyone who hasn't listened to our last episode, uh, I've already told you more than you need to know about the Red Alert series to understand the Tiberium series. So Pete's in luck because he wasn't here last time. And I'm in luck because yeah. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> I was going to say, poor Jamie doesn't, doesn't, doesn't get the I was going to say, poor Jamie doesn't get to flex all his knowledge that he remembers from the last episode. <laughs> not going to bring it up, but <laughs> I guess you outed yourself. Uh, so, Jamie, do you remember how the last episode started? Yeah, it was... Um, you brought me down this fucking path not telling me what it was about. <laughs> yeah. And I had to Jamie keep didn't guessing. know for like the first 12 minutes what we were talking about. Oh, my God, dude. And then we got to... You were talking about Einstein and how... Pre-Einstein. What was like What was like the opening the opening gambit in my my episode? Last oh, time. something about a Duke if and you a could sandwich go, shop. If yeah. you could go back in time, what would you do? <laughs> that was your okay, opening. Well, yeah, the, you you are right, and you you actually outsmarted me there because I forgot that that happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Peter um, had it. Who has galaxy brain right now? Is it Jamie? <laughs> I don't think I don't think any of us are rocking the galaxy brain <laughs> Shit. today. I'm wearing a pirate hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, constricting yeah. all that galaxy brain. Exactly. Um, no, so P- Peter had it. It was I started with the assassination of Archduke uh, Archduke Franz Ferdinand by Gavrilo Princip, uh, just because I thought it was like a crazy thing to go on the red alert timeline like universe timeline and like that's the first thing that comes up so uh, it's also like my favorite irl story of just i would love to see gavrilo princip in that moment like a sandwich half in his mouth like holding (laughs) holding a sandwich that is like too big and probably a little wet so it's like kind of falling apart and he's like (laughs) a meatball sub (laughs) yeah just like oh shit and he's just like he's got like a little bit of sauce on the trigger. He's just like, yeah, yeah. Mm, oh, oh, oh. I don't even know why he wanted to kill the archduke, but just like <laughs> he says something relevant and then blows his fucking brains out. Uh, there were some Ser- Serbian radicals. It was the um, Serbia had kind of uh, been taken over by uh, another country. I want to say Yugoslavia. The Austro-Hungarians? Uh, no, that's Austria and Hungary, um, yeah, not yeah. Serbia. Uh, yeah, it was like, yeah, anyway, we're not talking about that, that this episode. I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was a funny way to start the timeline. So uh, for this timeline, it starts in the year. Does anyone want to take a guess? Uh, 1991. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, I'm going to say that in, I'm going to take a shitty guess. Uh, the distant future of 2004. The year 3875 B.C. Okay, so I get the dishwasher because I was still technically closest, right? No, you were further. BC, went, before Christ. We all went over, so. 
Yeah. What was Jamie's guess? He was 1991. 1991. Oh, dang. Yeah, he does get it. Fuck. Yeah. And so, just, uh, we went over. In, in the year 3875 BC, do either of you remember what happened? Is this when the Tiberium meteor crashed into the Earth? No. Dang. That was covered in the last episode, and that will happen in 1995. Ah, so then no. I'm going to say no. So according to biblical accounts, Cain murders his brother Abel, becoming the first murderer in the world. Okay. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the first entry in the Command & Conquer Tiberium Universe timeline page. <laughs> okay. I guess I, in a um... game with a lot of murder, like, murder is a good place to start. <laughs> Who invented murder? Yeah, exactly. Types, types Ethan looking for a Lore Boys episode. <laughs> uh, I mean, he he murdered a quarter of the Earth's population at the time. So yeah, with the mm -hmm. leg of a stable. Mm -hmm. Which quarter? The brother quarter. Okay. Yeah. There was a yeah, mommy mom, quarter, dad, a daddy quarter, a brother quarter, <laughs> and a murderer quarter. Quarter. Okay. When two when two quarters love each other very much, they become yeah. a half. Yeah. Okay. And then they continue on from there. So uh, I hope to shed some light on why that's a relevant detail from the Bible, although a lot of speculation and hearsay uh, yeah. in this episode. So maybe some opportunities for some lore boys canon. In 1995, a meteor made of a strange crystalline material would impact the Earth. I like how we skip from, uh, yeah, here's some <laughs> shit that happened in the Old Testament, and now we're in the, the mid-90s. I was close. Yeah, nothing of consequence has happened <laughs> for the past, like, yeah. you said 3,800, right? Uh, Peter, if you go back and listen to the last episode, it's all in there, buddy. I did. <laughs> well, that that was that was okay. what happened from 1901 to the late 1970s. I wasn't there for the episode. It was just another podcast I was listening to on the subway <laughs> before I was banned from taking public transit. <laughs> I was pretty close to like where the story kind of starts. 19, I said 1991 yeah. instead of 1995. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I did tell you the last time we, we talked about Command and Conquer, so oh. you got it. Get a bit of an edge, but. Active yeah. listening. So, 1995 meteor, strange crystalline material, crashes into Earth. Boom. Where? It would land in Italy along the Tiber River, and thus the material oh. would be named Tiberium. Tiberia. Italium. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Italionium. <laughs> Spaghettium. Yeah, pa pastatonium. Ah. <laughs> Gabuli. Tony yeah. Montonium you got there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we have Tiberium, named after the river in Italy. Just a quick uh, question, um, mm -hmm. because I did get a couple of weeknight beers. It's a school night, and I got a couple of beers since I'm newly unemployed, or independent, as I like to call this it. This is a space is this rock. A, is this a magic rock? Can I take a drink? This is a magic rock, yeah. We're, later on in the episode, we're going to get into just how magic it is, but uh, okay. this is definitely magic rocks. Can Maybe. I take a little sniff out of my can? Uh, no. I'm kidding. Of course you can. All right. I took Peter, a sip of coffee. Take a snag. Huh? Everyone at home, take a little sip. Take you a little mean, sniff. You didn't drink your tea. Oh, my tea's empty. He's been, he's, but he's been spilling the tea, girl. <laughs> oh, that sound check took like uh, 45 minutes. Of course my tea's done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I still That's have okay. coffee. That's how we get that silky smooth audio quality for our listeners. We are plague professionals. <laughs> so, uh, Tiberium. Yeah. Fancy rocks, fancy crystals. What did we do with it in the 90s? Uh, so Tiberium leaches metals and other heavy materials out of the soil, concentrating them into crystals, which can be easily collected. Tiberium also spreads at an amazing rate, influenced by soil conditions, temperature, moisture, so on. It's the, like a rock crop, basically. 
It's crystals. It's the uh, currency in the games. So just like in StarCraft, you literally harvest crystals. Yeah. Um, minerals, they're called. Uh, it's the same in Command and Conqueror, Tiberian Dawn, Tiberian Sun. Like you're harvesting crystals. Uh, and that's how you pay for your boats and your ships and your uh, water vehicles, you know? Uh, yeah. Also, all other vehicles. I'm just, I'm a big fan of boats. uh so tiberium also has the unfortunate effect of being deadly for all carbon-based life and the environment in general would that be like all life on earth yeah we've never discovered another form of life though it's theorized that silicone-based life is possible i see yeah the way that you said it it sounds like it'd be really silicon it'd be useful for like mining and stuff because like, I don't know how they actually do real mining operations, but you could just put a bunch of these crystals and it would take from the mine, all of the good parts that you want. It would leave the dirt and take the metals out. Right. So yeah, that's, that seems to be, it's never like fully explained why it's so valuable. It's like an energy source, I think. So it powers like crazy future weapons and stuff like that. Um, The games are sci-fi at least the non-Red Alert franchise ones are sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, it, it, it's an even better resource for that reason, James, because it grows itself. Like, it'll keep growing. Dude, they're the, it's the feral hogs of the dirt world. It is the feral... Oh, my it God, is the no. 35 to 50 feral hogs of the... <laughs> of 30, the 35 to world. 50 Tiberium hogs. I don't want to say that. <laughs> you let them go in the woods, and they just they pick up all the stuff that makes them big, so you don't have to yeah. do any harvesting, and then you just go get the feral hogs at the end of it. With yeah. your AR-15. And then you need to buy a gun and keep it in your house or something. Whatever that guy was You need to buy for. an automatic gun. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, as the Tiberium continues to spread... Various factions continue to emerge on Earth. Uh, the Global Defense Initiative had been formed a few decades ago as a oh, means it's a GDI, for, yeah, yeah, as a means for G7 countries to respond to threats of Soviet invasion of the West levels. Uh, so this, this is the UN's uh, task force, you know, Europe's task force, and then there's uh, the other faction, which we we briefly mentioned on the last episode, uh, the Brotherhood of Nod. Yes, Peter. Uh, that, that was my question. I was going to ask if it was the Brotherhood of Nod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. when the meteor impacted in 1995, another faction emerged on the global stage, the Brotherhood of Nod, led by the elusive and charismatic prophet known as, Peter, do you remember? Cain. Cain. <gasps> like yeah. the guy who murdered his brother. Oh. Uh, that makes sense. So led by the elusive and charismatic prophet known as Cain, the Brotherhood of Nod was a popular religiously developed movement whose worship was tied directly to the alien crystal itself. Uh-oh. Cain actually claims that the Brotherhood of Nod were the first ones to reach the meteor. Uh, but and Abel he says, really got there first. <laughs> yeah. Then he killed him, and then he's like, <laughs> he no, but it was death. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's name our new city Reem, and his brother Romulus just kills him and calls it Rome instead. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so he claims that he reached uh, the, the meteor first, the meteor site first, and he named it Tiberium, not for the river, river, but after Tiberius Julius Caesar, after the okay. dictator of sure. Rome. Was the Tiber not named after him as well? Probably. So it's, it's kind of, okay. I mean, it's kind of a wash, but it's his way of saying like, no, 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 I'm the prophet. I got there first. I actually named this thing. Okay. It's I would love to see the actor of... who plays Kane out of breath 
just like yeah. shoving his way through some people, just like <gasps> yes, Tiberium. Yeah, no, it's I had a lot Tiberium. of time to think about it on the flight over. Yeah, yeah, no, we just we we just agreed it's Tiberium after the river. No, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> it, cool, perfect. Uh, and Jamie is right; it is Kaiser is the correct correct pronunciation of uh, Tiberius Julius. Kaiser. Yes, but we have, uh, but we've talked about this before. I don't know if we've time. talked about it on air. But... Yes, we have. It was definitely on air. I don't. Okay. I don't remember anything, but I remember that. You remember that? Do you yeah. remember how to pronounce the salad? Uh, Caesar. Caesar, baby. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Can't pull the lettuce over my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's ranch sauce in my eyes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Brotherhood of Nod. Um, They'd been around for a while, but they kind of emerged globally uh, when the meteor impacted in 1995. Okay. Uh, and they claim to worship the meteor itself. Uh, this, actually, uh, this links back to our Dota episode that we did with Anger, where the best thing to do when evil rocks fall from the sky is to create an army and religion around them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they claim to be a secret society originating prior to 1800 BC, before Christ. They claim, like, on their pamphlet or internally, where it's just like, on their pamphlet, is it, is it publicly known that they're a secret society? Yeah, so they're yeah, they're like the Masons, I guess, like secretive, okay. but not necessarily okay. unknown. I love that uh, they create a religion around the rock, but they still use BC. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, don't think. Dude, let's not, we, like we said in the last episode, let's not think too hard about the writing on these series, right. okay? Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're so critical about the RTSs from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, StarCraft uh, so, had okay writing. Like, Yeah, yeah, it was okay. A lot of a lot of rip-off stuff, but yeah. they, they just ripped off Warhammer and apparently the crystals from Command & Conquer, so eh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So uh, many parishioners uh, of the Brotherhood of Nod also claim that Cain is an immortal prophet whose guidance dates back to their millennia of secrecy, and that a meteor crashing into Earth laden with alien minerals is the catalyst for the next stage of human evolution. Okay. Did they start uh, smoking it? Yeah, they, they're just smoking rocks, chipping it off the fucking uh, where it uh, propagates. Yeah. Um, no, so, so, they, so a lot of people, and I it, like, it kind of seems to be implied that Cain uh, seeds this or whatever. Uh, that he is actually the biblical Cain. Uh, he spells his name differently now, but it's he's kind of like, oh, but it could be me who killed my brother 4,000 years ago. Yeah, he and, spells uh, it like K-E-I-G-H-N now because he's yeah. a millennial. No, it's K-A-N-E instead of yeah. C-A-I-N. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, I think the joke's on him, though, because I'm pretty sure the United States doesn't have a statute of limitations on murder. I think most countries don't. So... 4,000 years. Yeah, you can never wait long enough, my dude. You're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when wait, the Tiberian landed on Are you on sure Earth, there's no statute of limitations? On murder? I don't think so. Uh, no, not the one in New York. That's who, the statute of limitations. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to want to pull, uh, pull down that post there, James. Uh, uh, can oh, we take fuck. a quick break? Yeah. I'm, looking at, yeah, I'm, looking <laughs> your, I'm looking at your timeline now. Yeah, that's, yeah, uh, okay, that's all right. All right. I thought it was why, cool. Why would you think eight months was enough? <laughs> Such, a, such an odd number amount of time. Like, oh my god! <laughs> Just oh, me oh. buying a hacksaw, like in his in his story. Yeah. <laughs> on, on 
<laughs> buying a hacksaw it's just like whatever just fucking like hacking up a body so hard in a little bathtub sad emoji crying emoji <laughs> laugh emoji <laughs> hashtag workout hashtag fit life hashtag yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it's probably good cardio yeah, yeah this live stream brought to you by rage shadow legends <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into chopping up this hooker i'd like yeah. to tell you about rage shadow legends <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like okay. a Raycon, like this, this sound cancellation, you can't hear the, the gristle on the saw blade. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they've succeeded, though. We're, we're advertising for them now, and they're not paying for us. Free. Yeah. We've been advertising them for them for free for weeks because yeah. of you. Uh, I think the work they do is very good. I just started getting ads for them like a week and a half ago. Peter's been talking about them for months as like a meme ad, and I got like my I've been getting my first ads for like two weeks. Well, now. I don't have I have ad block. It's just sponsorships for the YouTubers that I watch. I just get I, yeah, I just get other ads. And raid. Yeah, because I don't get these Raycons that you're talking about either. I get Ark Knights a lot, which is like an anime phone game. I have no idea what you're talking. Anyway, about. Anyway, anyway, let's stop talking about ads. Huh? We're not getting paid enough for that. Yeah, uh, but so if anybody we... would like us to <laughs> talk about them. Well, we'll talk about we'll do the same stupid thing we're doing with these ads to your ad yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh when the so when the tiberium landed on earth the brotherhood used its deep coffers to purchase up as much of the valuable alien substance as possible so we talked about it on the last episode but nod was suspected and kane was a character in the game uh who kind of like was stalin's advisor and like right hand man so it seems to be implied that nod the brotherhood of nod developed a lot of like they developed like the Iron Curtain, uh, which didn't allow people to teleport into the USSR, and a lot of like the the sci-fi. Oh, that's what it was for. Yeah, it seems to be like the Brotherhood of Nod, or at least Kane's department in Stalin's regime, was like responsible for that. So they had a ton of money coming out of this. They they're really great no, I had for people who work night shifts too. Uh, they just block out all the sun. Iron curtains, great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I, no, if I recall correctly, uh, Kane in Red Alert double crossed the double crosser and like, yeah, like at Domino assassined. Yeah, at the end, it's Stalin's actual like right hand general. Uh, I'm not gonna remember her name. Her name Natasha Yulia something. Anyway, uh, and she kills Stalin and says, "I work for the Brotherhood of Nod." Then Kane comes up behind her and kills her. Okay, that's how it ends. Yeah. He they the Brotherhood of Nod had money. They'd been you know uh, arms dealers to the the Soviet Union for whatever the 30 years uh, between their the start of their weaponization and the end of the war okay uh, uh, just quickly I just this is a real question um, did Tiber did the Soviet Union collapse in 91 like in real life before the meteor hit or are they still working for the like sci-fi Soviets yeah no it collapsed with uh, it collapsed with Stalin's death in, oh. in in this timeline oh, okay. okay there was no there was no post war USSR in this okay. timeline because uh, right. they defeated Stalin and then they uh, put like the UN put their man like on the uh, ambassador I can't remember right. I, I'm not gonna remember his name now either we talked about it in the w when you get into red alert 2 yeah uh, but yeah no it's there was no was no USSR in the same way like that the Eastern Bloc was was not part of the USSR and okay okay uh, so Tiberium crashed to Earth. It uh, populates like rapidly. It spreads very, very quickly, and it, the meteor kind of broke up and like seeded crystals in other places where it starts to crop up. Uh, so Nod like goes all out, buys as much as they can, 
Kane has some insider training information, it seems like, and he's like, I know this shit is going to be valuable, so I'm going to scoop up as much of it as I can. Where they Listen, seated. I'm going to say something racist, and I'm going to tank the value of Tiberium for like three months. Yeah, <laughs> You better start buying my dudes, and yeah. they're all like, yeah, okay. <laughs> where they seeded is probably the multiplayer maps in the game, because that's where the crystals fell, and that's where you yeah. settlements, <laughs> and that's... Well, uh, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll get into it a little bit, but uh, like I said, it spreads the only place... Well, we'll get into it. Uh, so when the first Tiberium War broke out, the Brotherhood of not the Brotherhood used its. Oh, sorry. Uh, when the first Tiberium War broke out, they were all they were already a global economic power and controlled forty nine percent of the Earth's Tiberium supply. By comparison, the UN peacekeeping corps GDI controlled about a quarter of the total. Uh, okay. The last quarter goes to about just like random nations that have access to Tiberium. Okay. So they have like double the resources at this point because money is useless. It's all about that. All about that crystal, baby. <laughs> Half of it is. The Brotherhood, double the GDI. So they have double okay. the wealth and resources. Uh, with all this Tiberium wealth at his disposal, Kane would make the decision that the Brotherhood of Nod would openly contend with the GDI on all political, media, and military fronts. Yeah, Nod and build to... spider tanks. Yeah, just like in uh, Wild Wild West. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nod began to consolidate control over its territory and build up a military force thanks to its economic might and requisition of sympathetic nations' assets. Um so they, they start just like taking over territories, like those poor countries that have access to uh, Tiberium. They just kind of show up and say like, yeah, well, you're like our country now. Um, okay. Hashtag simp nation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kane, his motivation seems to be he just hates the West. Like he hates Western civilization and it's not super clear why. He's just like... So Tiberium Dawn came out before the Red Alert franchise, so he was the villain already when Red Alert introduced Stalin and all that. But it's kind of implied when you look at it like this that like, oh, Kane was probably the one feeding all like the the hateful thought into the USSR, but it's not known why he hates the West so much. Okay. Uh, by all accounts, he seems to be like a Westerner. Uh, I think he's just like the he's a commie, you know, he's like the Red Scare commie, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just your standard dictator. And he's imperialistic as well, clearly, where he just like shows up in smaller countries with less Tiberium and just like, hey, guys, wow, you guys got a lot in common. Uh, your president's dead. I'm your president. I'm your president now, by the way. Like, wow, how weird that we all have that in common. I mean, anyway, that, that's if exactly... you've got any slaves, that would be great. Yeah, that is, that is exactly what happened. And that's pretty much what the actual timeline wiki entry said. Uh, oh, sick. Not what I, not what <laughs> I, I had written down, but that was like pretty pretty much it. Just like they just deposed the leaders and like, we're like, no, we're it now. I was just vamping. Uh, That's good. So, uh, I not could write a Command and Conquer game. Exactly. Uh, I, I like to think that anybody could. Uh, Nod supporters <laughs> enacted regular, regular military operations in Niger and Gabon and in the nations of Eastern Europe, excluding the Ukraine, that, which remains uh, Western, I guess, in this timeline. How nice of them. Yeah. So uh, there was quite a bit in africa kind of if you think about where italy is it's not that far from africa no. so north north africa actually got seated with quite a bit of uh tiberium oh, um, did like the world war ii fronts just conveniently end up uh seated with tiberium uh i mean i guess yeah yeah it's it like the, the north africa campaign and then italy yeah. obviously yeah well i mean there's also the pacific campaign but uh yeah well yes. the pacific there, there wasn't much that landed there. But yeah, it landed in Italy, so everywhere near Italy kind of got infested as well. Right, okay. Um, so Nod supporters are, are conducting their their operations in Northern Africa. 
uh, as the GDI answers in kind and bolsters its forces, countries begin to distance themselves from both factions, trying to, their best to stay out of it. Because these are, okay. are supranational uh, entities. The Brotherhood of Nod is a religious organization. And the GDI is kind of you know, paranational, I guess, uh, where it, it operates for the, the UN. Uh, after a string of terrorist attacks, the UN gives the GDI permission to engage the Brotherhood, of, the Brotherhood openly, kicking off the war in earnest. So um, the Brotherhood of Nod is operating like a terrorist uh, organization where they're bombing like uh, grain markets and train stations and all this other stuff. Driving uh, recklessly through fruit stands. Exactly, yeah. My cabbages. Um, <laughs> oh, we all know that that famous film trope, the cabbage stand. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my favorite fruit. It's <laughs> my favorite fruit, yeah. It's a it's a Avatar uh, Legend of Airbender uh, joke, which neither oh, of you okay. watched, So yeah. deaf <laughs> no. ears. Uh, so the war was fought mainly on two fronts, uh, with the GDI fighting for control of Europe, and the Brotherhood fighting for control of Africa. Uh, there were other battles, of course. One such was fought in Mexico, where GDI forces fought to liberate civil- civilians from a Nod indoctrination camp. Uh, okay, you know, free them from the sci- from the Scientologists. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but so uh, Tiberium Dawn has two campaigns. You play as the Brotherhood of Nod. You play as the GDI. Uh, okay. two, it, it's one canonical ending because the entire GDI campaign takes place in Europe and the entire Nod campaign takes place in Africa. So it's, n- it's not the same missions. You're not fighting over the same places. You're fighting over you know two different continents. And at the end, they both end up winning. I was going to ask about the fact that it was two completely different fronts per campaign, but so but they thought of this already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's one canonical ending. So by the end of it, the GDI will control Europe, and okay. the Brotherhood of Nod will control Africa. Uh, throughout the war, Tiberium was exploited to the fullest to create weapons. The Ion Cannon, Obelisk of Light, and more would prove that Tiberium was well worth all the trouble and how much devastation it could wreak. Are these so, can- are these cannons the stuff things that are in the game? Yeah, so the Obelisk of Light is kind of like a static defense thing that just like zaps your people. The Ion Cannon ends up being like the GDI's ultimate weapon, which ends up winning their campaign because it's like an orbital laser that just blows up the church uh, where the Brotherhood of Nod is like located, like their main their main church or whatever. Uh, yeah. They just blow it up from space. Uh, Drop a tungsten rod cool. onto it. Exactly. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Go green, uh, Jamie. Go green. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the devastation that Tiberium wrought wasn't only through powerful weapons engineered by man. While the, G- the GDI would go on to win uh, bigly in Europe, the Nod was successful in Africa, like I said. Throughout the apparent assassination of Cain in Europe, so when the GDI blew up the church, Cain was in it. Uh, there's a cutscene of him being like, ah, ha, 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 and laughing and getting vaporized. Uh <laughs> there was an apparent collapse of the Brotherhood as a coherent, unified global organization. So at the end of the game, uh, you know, the GDI wins and the Brotherhood of Nod wins uh, in their respective areas. But Kane is in Europe and dies at the end of the GDI campaign. And uh, with that, the Brotherhood of Nod kind of splinters and like fractures and like all the holdings that they have in Africa, they still own, but they're not like organized. They don't have like one cohesive leader at this point. Okay. Everybody so, from every embassy is getting an auto reply via email, basically, and they're just like, yeah. "Okay, well, we'll all we'll try and figure this out without them." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, sorry, I'm out of office right now. Yeah, Kane <laughs> is out of office. <laughs> so the first Tiberium War uh, is generally considered a GDI victory because 
of the disarray caused within the Brotherhood of Nod. And this would be CNC 1? This is CNC 1, uh, often subtitled Tiberian Dawn. Okay. And CNC 2 is often subtitled Tiberian Sun, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I I haven't played Tiberian Dawn, but I played a lot of Red Alert 1 and Tiberian Sun. Those are the yeah. two that I've played. How's uh, Tiberian afternoon, early evening, um, <laughs> and uh, right before bed? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tiberian, Tiberian brushing your teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so large swaths of Africa and Europe were devastated by the war. Civilian casualties were astronomical throughout, uh, as it was primarily fought in populated or urban areas. And also, uh, casualties were high due to Tiberium poisoning. I was like I say, said, the cities are the really bad places to have a war. Yeah. Uh, almost the worst possible places to have Probably war. I would say the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Really? There's no good places, but no, definitely not no. the best ones. Uh, but also the, the fact that this Tiberium is so much in use and it's being harvested and it's being sown and it's being all, all this stuff, it's super fatal to human life uh, as far as far as they can tell. It's, you know, so a lot of people are dying to Tiberium poisoning. Uh, it was discovered during the war that Tiberium was beginning to distort the DNA of many humans, mutating them into people who would eventually become to be known as the Forgotten. But it's oh. uh, it's also creating mutants, so not everybody's dying to it, but a lot of people are being changed. All their Tiberium <laughs> Tiberium lined cans on their sailing ships were poisoning <laughs> them slowly, all going exactly. mad, and turning into mutants. Okay, exactly. Uh, so seeing this, seeing that some people are mutating, uh, and I don't know if you remember what the Brotherhood of Nod kind of thought Tiberium was, but I said they thought it was the catalyst for the next stage of human evolution. Oh, they must love them some mutants. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So now they're just poisoning themselves. Well, yeah. maybe not themselves, you know. Well, other people, probably. I'm going to say it's probably other people. <laughs> oh, remember that? You remember that Nod indoctrination camp full of civilians? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird, though, because they want to evolve humans, but they don't want to evolve themselves first. They'll, they'll yeah. evolve the ones that... <laughs> are not that well they, they they gotta they gotta they gotta iron out the science first right iron yeah the, science. the rations for the prisoners is like a stale biscuit uh watery porridge and all the tiberium you can eat yeah a bowl of crystal o's like <laughs> <laughs> it's that, that's what testing medication before it goes live that's just ironing out the science that's, that's... yeah just ironing out the science yeah well that's I'll what the actual on. who does they put in experimental drugs as like a free drop out of cereal boxes and see what happens yeah exactly that's how, that's how we do our that's how we do our live testing for all vaccines and medicine exactly yeah, i i think i would take a vaccine for like a large sum of money you can do it it's like five thousand bucks five clinical testing five thousand mm-hmm all your ball you gotta, hair you gotta be, you gotta be the right candidate though that's the thing too yeah huh. you have to qualify sometimes they're looking for smokers sometimes they're looking for non-smokers sometimes they're looking for over 65 sometimes they're looking for under 35 you i'll know, smoke like... a pack of cigarettes that they want me to <laughs> like five thousand bucks <laughs> i'll eat some fucking tiberium for five thousand bucks yeah. why not <laughs> also gotta get the vaccine though just so we're clear i know oh, they don't know want one me just to be a smoker it, he's I know one person who's done it, who like used to like regularly go to uh, medical places to get like test new supplements and stuff. Uh, and I never knew him before, uh, but he's just like a really weird, spacey dude now. So I'm like, it scares me a little. Just knowing him, I'm like, huh, huh. I wonder if, uh, I wonder might, if that would happen to me. It might take a spacey dude to go and get these things in the first it, place, too. Though. Make it happen. I, you, yeah. I just don't know, you know. Uh, so um, there's the forgotten. We find out that people are actually being mutated. 
Brotherhood a nod. It's like, hell yeah, dude. Fucking love that when people mutate. Uh, so they created an initiative <laughs> during the war to spur these mutations, researching how to improve mankind through the, throughout the painful process. Successes were made, and three different controlled Tiberium augmentations were successful and could be seen in-game as Nod forces. So you, you end up controlling okay. and fighting against some superhumans. In, they in have the some game. juiced up warriors, basically. Yeah. They're playable units, and you, you create them based on how much Tiberium you're going to spend on them, right? Which makes sense. Makes more sense than paying crystals for a tank, I'd say. Yeah, sure. well, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't I, I don't know, and I did kind of look for this today. I don't know if like all global currencies collapsed and everyone is just trading in Tiberium now, or if like you go to the supermarket and you still pay with bread or pay with uh, money. Pay with bread. Yeah, <laughs> that's bread. a normal pay, thing. <laughs> pay for your bread. Yeah. Wait, is your grocery store not still operating on a barter system? No, so I make this bread. I require two eggs, please. Yeah, we're not far from it, guys. <laughs> yeah, next episode we talk about how we paid, we exchanged bread for eggs. So uh, the initiate, acolyte, and templar uh, are the three stages of infused Nod super soldier. Uh, okay. They were faster, stronger, deadlier, more resistant to damage than your average human. Now, uh, clearly, they made it work, James. So, like you said, why wouldn't they? Uh, supersize themselves, supersize me, as it were. Uh, <laughs> Great. Two <movie>. notably, <laughs> two notably unique cases were <laughs> terrific oh writing. <laughs> terrific writing yeah. I'm gonna drop the art hint uh, for this one right now. Uh, I'm gonna do the cover of Supersize Me, but it's gonna be the actor who plays Kane with his mouth full of like, like Tiberium crystals. crystals. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. So two notably unique cases were, and I've, I avoided names for all this, but they, they, they are throughout the game. You, you see them. Uh, they're the people like running the Tiberium uh, experiments. There's General Ravisha and Dr. Petrova. Uh, Gen General Ravisha is a simp for Dr. Petrova. Uh, nice. Just to bring it to Jamie's language here. Thank, uh, you. He, Thank you. He only speaks simp. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching so much Twitch, dude, since I've been home. I'm, 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 I find myself using the words like... It's uh, fucking you yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, so the, these, two, these two people, General Ravisha, the simp, and Dr. Petrova, the... What do you call the, what do you call the object of a simp's attention? The James. e girl, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. They don't. They don't really go that far. They, okay. They usually. It, you can be a simp for everything. It's it's getting so overused. It's almost like it's me. It's memed at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. even people who are using it are starting to be like, okay, it's it's too much. Twitch is using it too much, and it's not even fun. You can't even give someone a compliment. You can't even be like, hey, nice shirt, dude. Because then the full yeah. chat simp 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 simp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, well, that does sound like simping to me. So. <laughs> But then, but then, <laughs> thank you for the compliment, James. Simp, 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 simp. It's the definition of simp is someone who tries to like basically get a one up on like let's say you're trying to earn the affection of a woman, and rather than tell her the truth, you just give her a compliment to like be like it's like white knighting or being the good guy yeah. or yeah. Just for for future me because I'll probably forget what simp is in like yeah. a year. So yeah, every everyone listening to this episode two years from now is gonna be like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about Command and Conquer. Two notably unique cases: General Ravisha and Doctor Petrova. Which one's the simp? Uh, uh, Ravisha. Ravisha. The do the doctor is the the lady, uh, the target, as it were. Okay. Uh, they led the efforts of Project Regenesis. It was called, uh, I guess, another biblical allegory. Genesis. Yeah. Um, Ravishaw... We're let there be light again, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. There, there was, uh, there was light the first time, but hey, I always say not enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I saw, I saw, I, th- I think it was like a shower thought on Reddit or something, but it was like, isn't it weird to think that night is the default mode of the universe and day is just caused by a nearby radiating ball of flame? Yeah, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> when I was, a quick story, when I was a kid, I, I had a magnifying glass and I'd like to light leaves on fire, right? And I got really excited because I was like, whoa, I could do this at night and start a campfire. <laughs> it took me until the sun went down to realize that I needed the sun to do it. Yeah. <laughs> At least you didn't take that misinformation to adulthood, because I guarantee yeah, there's exactly. someone who still believes that. Uh, the moon is just the sun at night, right? Use moonlight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I wonder how big water of water and ice. I wonder how big of a focus you would need for like a full moon to focus that much light, because there must be there must be like a point at which you could do it, right? Like, yeah, the lights, re- the lights reflected. It's probably possible. Wouldn't be that big. Probably like if the a meter, like a meter. Big... How thick though? Because I think the curve of a magnifying glass is what does it. Guys, we know nothing about physics. Like we're dumb. <laughs> we shouldn't I... be. This is not this podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's podcasts that could talk about this topic and actually have some insight, but we just can't. We could throw out numbers and be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, can whatever. Do it. Like, can someone send me a magnifying glass that's a meter across? Please, I need it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we need it. He needs it to see his dick as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, got him. Oh, my gosh. Dude, just uh, so you know, he's a total Sephiroth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut up, Buster Sword. Uh, <laughs> I'm Tifa. Okay. So, 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 so. Back on, back on topic here. Uh, Ravisha uh, turned into a massive hulking monstrosity incapable of speech. Uh, but when Petrova performed the infusion on herself, she clearly managed to refine it. So she did him first. Uh, he got bigger, twice his height, you know, three times his weight, massive, muscular, uh, could throw a man like from across the room hard enough into a wall to kill him. He could shop with me. He could, he could be the one to shop at you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank goodness. Uh, but he lost like, (laughs) he lost like all cognitive function, but remained loyal to Dr. Petrova. So he would, he would follow her orders, basically. He is the perfect simp. Yeah. Dr. Petrova saw what it did to him and, and said, like, oh, gotta, gotta nullify that, uh, that dumbness. Well, uh, reduce the dose. Yeah. <laughs> it worked for her. She got just about just, okay. as, just as strong. She ascended to what she called her divine form. Uh, again, ref- roughly doubling in height and size, though maintaining her full cognitive function. So it did work which, for some people. Not everyone was like, buff and gross, though. Yeah, well, I mean, buff and sexy, I'd say. But oh, she could shot put Jamie. That's an opinion thing, for sure. What do our calves look like? I, I stand you. powerful women. Uh, yeah. I, sim- or I simp. I simp powerful women. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the war goes on. This, this all happens during the war. Uh, many countries who had declared themselves neutral uh, were eventually invaded by both sides throughout the conflict, and their governments deposed, Tiberium harvested, leading to a deep-seated resentment of both factions. So nations aren't popu- aren't fans of the GDI either. They're like, just keep keep your fucking war out of our borders, basically, which is yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so, a pretty popular opinion. <laughs> but throughout all of humanity's petty games, the Tiberium itself continued to propagate like a thing alive, spreading violently throughout the continents and killing or mutating almost all life it encountered. It destroyed forests, turning them into odd, mutated aberrations of their old selves, and drove all wildlife there into extinction or some new form of life. Yeah, I was going to ask if they had really buff deer. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, buff like, stupid deer, uh-huh. like weird deer. They have like weird okay. alien-looking deer. Cut me okay, a slice cool. of that servidae. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Vanishing anyone. <laughs> uh, so in the night in the in the twenty twenties, devastation occurs. Some of the last. Oh, you mean like right now? Yeah, that's it. It's kind of funny to be talking about like virulently like pandemic spreading crystals uh, during the twenty twenties with oh, everything. This the year of our Lord twenty twenty. Yeah. So in the 2020s, devastation occurs. Some of the last true native earthly forests catch fire. So uh, remember when Jamie, remember when Jamie said that uh, you you know where you are playing in multiplayer maps because that's where the crystals are. Crystals yeah. are crystals are global. They they spread okay. everywhere. They're taking over all life on Earth. Like they can't be stopped. Um, the only place that can't be uh, that you can't find them is in the uh, polar ice caps. So oh, okay. it, do it doesn't propagate well in the cold. Kind of leading to this thought that it might be actually organic, like it might actually be a life form, uh, just the way it spreads and the way it does everything. Uh, there's some scientists who go on to theorize that it might even have some sort of like quantum consciousness, but that that got like too dumb science fictiony for me to write down. So it's okay. like. And stomach it my hands are like <laughs> trembling on the keyboard like <laughs> uh so I, I have a quote here from the gdi director during these forest fires of the the last forests on earth are basically catching fire with a global infestation of tiberium we must do everything possible to preserve what little is left of the world's precious forested zones although the gdi is sending as many resources to the region as possible we desperately need more manpower to combat these fires that continue to rage out of control Forest fires began in multiple locations in Central and South Africa and soon turned continental. Death tolls would number in the tens of thousands as there simply was not enough resources nor access to get people out of the fire's path in time. The Earth was now appearing more alien than terrestrial. So, okay. yeah, at this point, there's no forests like you or I know them anymore. Uh, there's very little wildlife like you and I know it. Uh, there's just kind of like these huge zones of like crystal and mutated trees and mutated animals. Uh, and then the people just trying to survive amongst it. Tiberium was kind of terraforming the planet for its own comfort more yeah, than anything? For its own comfort, or maybe for something else's comfort. Oh. Who knows? Maybe uh, it was for God, because the Brotherhood of Nod was correct the whole time. Exactly. Uh, although probably not. Probably, uh, yeah, I'm going to say no. <laughs> probably not God. So many theories existed <laughs> on what uh, exactly Tiberium was. Uh, some such as leading GDI scientist Ignatio Mobius believed it to be a life form itself. Like incredible I said, name, ridiculous. Ignatio Mobius. He's the. Uh, he's a. Uh, you can you can watch cutscenes of him. He's like a a character in the game. No matter how small, an isolated patch of Tiberium will spread to cover acres. It can be deforested, but will always grow back. Uh, through an unexplained mutagenic process, Tiberium converts trees into blossom trees, fleshy stalks with a large bulb at the top which periodically releases microscopic Tiberium samples. So oh, it's like a fungus. It, it has spores. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's spores, but they're like little like invisible crystal spores. Right, they, yeah. They cause mesothelioma in the lungs. Oh, oh have you or you, someone you low be, been <laughs> affected by mesothelioma? Exactly. Call the GDI <laughs> to come deforest the Tiberium in your, in your region. You uh, may be entitled to deforestation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh also during the 2020s once the firestorms have calmed down the gdi completes an orbital space station to continue operations from above so they're like hey we know we made this whole situation a lot worse and we haven't really done a good job helping anybody but we're gonna go to space so well, we're big, gonna point a big gun at the earth to protect <laughs> it but i I, do, I did love i do love uh reading this about the um about the tiberium spreading because i played this game as a kid but like i was too young to follow the story cohesively in any way yeah. you know Don't but like i yourself. always 
It sounds I like always... they didn't do a great job on it. So. <laughs> but that's I it. I love... Parents. I love that uh, I played Tiberium Dawn or Tiberium Sun, and I always thought it was on an alien planet, but it's on Earth that's just become an alien planet at this point. Right. Jesus. So uh, the GDI built their space station uh, a few short years later, uh, or a few short years before the Second Tiberium War begins. The leader of the Forgotten, that race of mutant people, uh, who are like, screw it, we're going to go off to live on our own. At this point, uh, Tiberium's kind of spread into different zones. There's blue zones, red zones, and yellow zones, uh, which is like the extent of the Tiberium infestation. And the Tiberium actually takes on those colors when it gets to like certain critical masses. So red is basically oh, unlivable okay. by any normal humans, but the Forgotten can still go there. The Forgotten, uh, once once they've mutated, they seem to be immune to like the toxic effects of of Tiberium. So if you don't die, you survive to become one of these forgotten. That's a pretty big theme in a lot of these things. It's like add the poison and if they survive the poison, then they're stronger. They do yeah. that in a lot of in Bloodborne and you think they even did that there. Yeah, it's probably there's probably a lot of literal parative, uh, parallels there that we could uh, go to if we were smarter and more well read. But because <laughs> yeah. Tiberium's default state is green, correct? Uh yeah. It's like okay. greenish, greenish clear. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you you come to Laura Boys not for literary analysis, but for uh, discussion on magnifying glasses. Yeah, uh, a conjecture a about light. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> opti optics, uh, physics. Yeah. You know? A few short years before the Second Tiberium War begins, the leader of the Forgotten, the, that race of half Tiberium, half people, finds and deciphers an ancient alien data matrix known as the Tacitus. Okay. The, the device has become highly sought after as it holds within its data many secrets to Tiberium and how to maximize its use. So uh, amidst all this, he goes to a pyramid in, I didn't write it down, but in Central America. Uh, and he finds this data matrix from an alien race that he manages to translate. Not sure how. Uh, but it seems to speak about Tiberium and uh, about how to use it for various things. It's just English. Um, you have to hold it in a mirror. It's <laughs> just all. backwards. <laughs> <laughs> We probably won't, we won't get to it on this episode, but it's basically assumed that an ancient alien race known as the Skrin, who need Tiberium to live, uh, seeded the meteor on Earth because they just found a planet in kind of the right habitable zone. Okay. Uh, and just like, we're like, yeah, okay, let's grow some Tiberium there because they need it to live. Uh, and they left... So they, visit, they had visited at some point to be like, oh, yeah, temperature here is okay. You know, this is a nice place for a beach house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they they left and, you know, pesky life spread up in the meantime. But they left, like, instructions like, hey, if you find this in uh, 4,000 years, uh, remember this is how you build a Tiberium tank. Or okay. Uh, so the Forgotten had found it. Uh, it's going to become highly sought after. It's kind of like the MacGuffin for uh, future Command & Conquer games this data matrix. And to close this episode, I'll leave you with the words of the seemingly immortal Kane uh, describing the Tacitus. Because while we saw him get vaporized in a cutscene, he will be back in uh, Command & Conquer 2. There's cats it on is... both your screens. <laughs> like, I just saw a tail go by yours. Yeah, it's yeah, because we are both kitty cat owners. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know what they should do, though? They should just, once they get the thing, they should just put a piece of paper on it and just like rub the pencil it? on it yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> just like you did it with the leafs in your third grade class <laughs> uh, if only you were there to advise them yes i'd be a great tiberian leader <laughs>
So uh, in the words of Cain, uh, on, the, on the Tacitus, it is fundamental to our future, the key to ascension, for it holds power and wisdom far beyond anything ever imagined by man. Okay. Say that again. <laughs> it, is, it is fundamental to our future, the key to ascension, for it holds power and wisdom far beyond anything ever imagined by man. Okay. Which is Do it in a funny of, voice now. <laughs> it is fundamental to our nature, key to ascension, for it holds power and wisdom far beyond anything ever imagined by man. Okay, I got it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Say it backwards now. Uh, <laughs> man by imagined ever anything beyond far wisdom and power holds it for ascension there we go. to key the future are to fundamental is it. Ethan's actually really good at that. He's able to say the alphabet backwards like when he's very, very drunk. I don't know if he practiced this for a roadside test or whatever. but That's uh, pretty much exactly what I did as a child. <laughs> I, I saw it on The Simpsons once where Homer had to do the alphabet backwards. I was like, I better memorize how to do that because it's going to happen to me eventually. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's Commander Cocker. If you like the episode, uh, reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, there's definitely more lore here that I could get into. Uh, I think it's kind of fun and silly. It's it's lighthearted and it's you know harmless mostly, but it's a lot of fun. If you if you like it, let us know. If not, send a, send another request that you you want us to do. I know we know there's a lot of them, and we do promise we are we are researching now your guys' future requests. We won't say which ones are coming up next, but uh, stay tuned. Don't want to spoil the surprise. Uh, I've been your host. Uh, Ethan Palmer. You can find me at Ethan the Dead Man on Twitter. I'm Follow at my. Pete O'Donohue on Twitter and at Loreboys Podcast on Instagram. Come check out silly pictures and my quarantine stories about my pets because I am trying not to go fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, I'm James Miller, and if you want to hang out with me, twitch.tv slash the Loreboys in the last four days. I think I've streamed three oh. of them. So. Well, I'm getting on there. Uh, I'm doing Beat Saber just to keep myself active. And also on Discord, uh, check the About section on loreboys.com. And we are in Discord all the time. Uh, just a couple days ago, all three of us were in Discord, hanging out with our fans and playing games together and stuff like that. So get in the Discord. Honestly, we're there all the time. Uh, Much like Tiberium, our Discord grows every day. And at some point, we'll become unhealthy to all of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at some point, it will... Take over the earth and start poisoning us all. It's a fun uh, place to hang out, though, and you can talk to us directly um, pretty much whenever you want. So, yeah. I believe Peter has the lore board pulled up for the messages from you fine lore folk. Is that what we decided on? I think so. For the moment. Okay. Um, I just wish we'd stop deliberating about it on air, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you'd like to be part of if you'd like to get posted on the lore board, uh, you can send us an email at loreboyspodcast at gmail.com. Um, I've got this one here from Haru Kimerama. Uh, you know who you are. <laughs> to the sultry folks of the Lore Boys Incorporated. Uh, we're actually an LLC, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, as a benefactor of your endeavors and pursuits, I am willing to give a free ticket to my therapy center of the Ministry of Kinkgasm, as one of your dearest colleague has come down with an addiction to WoW. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the good work, boys, and I hope for the holy day of a hentai episode. We did read this one, didn't we? Sincerely saucy. Do I don't we read think it we together, did. or do we put it online? Oh, anyways, we've, it, we've definitely read it. I've definitely read it off air. But yeah, I've read it off air. I thought I trust Peter uh, to keep track of these things. 
And then okay. this one here came actually was on YouTube. So if you want to look up the Lore Boys on YouTube, uh, I try to update it every week or two with older episodes just to catch up, but not obviously to overwhelm your inbox with dumb shit. Um, this is from Tyler Gordon. Uh, he had placed a request on YouTube, as you can as well, and then sent us an email. Can do a video on the Emascari Empire of D&D and also maybe the Deep Emascari uh, while you're at it. P.S. Great video as always, by the way, from Tyler. Cool. I mean, I'll do D&D episodes forever. Yeah. If they, if they let me off the if they let me off the leash finally, <laughs> send me send me rabbit. I'll tear into that D&D lore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would like to apologize for Tyler. I know we forgot about your email. Uh, I think I want to say once, but maybe even twice. So I am sorry for that. Uh, and for anybody who wants to support us financially, uh, we do have a Patreon. We big shout out to all our, our patrons. I, I keep meaning to pull up a list of your names so I can name you on air, but I didn't do that and I'm not going to try because then I might forget some people and that's not fun. I think I know them all. <laughs> so, I think uh, we got Dakota, we got Vince, and we got uh, Helios, who is real name... Darnell. Darnell. Those are our yeah. three. No, there's uh, more think, people, isn't there? There's there like is more. See, this is why I didn't want to do this. I don't know why you... you God damn it! <laughs> there's definitely someone, Darkside Bunny, in our Discord who is at also a supporter. Yes. Oh, Darkside, yeah. At least a foot across, I think. And we could burn something with the moon, by the way. Just so you know, uh, all the things... Have you, been, have you, have you been doing your research? You've been doing your physics homework while, uh, while we've been talking here? <laughs> I just want to talk about all the things Ethan doesn't want us to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I got my physics test put on, on the bookcase right here. I, I'll bust them out after this episode, okay? Just, all right. <laughs> all right. All yeah. right. So a uh, big thank you to all our patro- uh, patrons. Uh, we super, super appreciate it. it. You know, it's not the reason that we do this thing, but it is like a nice little uh, bonus, a nice little validation for us. A big uh, thank you to-, to everybody. We cleared 70,000 downloads recently, which is yeah. a big goddamn number. Yeah. yeah. And for anybody who doesn't trust Patreon because they're run by the UN, you can't trust any of the shady organizations that come out of the UN. Especially uh, not the GDI. Especially not the GDI, especially not Patreon. Uh, we do always <laughs> we do always have Lower Boys Prime, uh, where you just you send us stuff direct, and we just we get back to you with the good stuff that we've been working on. So this week we have been working on weapons. We're trying to get into the uh, weapons market. Uh, you know, we we've been getting creative with it. You know, guns and gunpowder. That's like so uh, 1994. Now, now that there's like magic crystals all over the place, I've been working with some cereal in my pantry to make some sort of cereal cannon. Nice. Uh, nothing's happened yet, but for anybody who sends me a pinky uh, to replace the one that I've lost while building this thing, uh, I'll send you my prototype cereal cannon. Uh, I don't know if the boys have any weapons. Uh, they're supposed to be working on weapons. I don't know if they have any that they've been working on. Yeah, yeah. I'll take any fingers that you have to spare, and I'll just pickle them because I'm going to need them eventually. I haven't gotten hurt yet, but I'm fairly certain I will. <laughs> I have a bleach gun that takes off all the microorganisms on your skin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ruin so. all the genes I own. And, and also ruin your genes. Yeah. Oh, I like Jamie did genes. right before we started recording this episode. <laughs> I bought them. They were like 100 Canadian dollars, and I bought them like a month ago. So oh, fuck. Yeah, that's okay. They're going to be you're some paying, you're, jorts. You're paying too much for your genes, dude. Who's your gene guy? I, go to, I got a guy. I, go I got to a gene guy for you. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, gene. I do. Well, Jean in French. Yeah. Jean Levy. Yeah. <laughs> Jean, Jean de Denim. Uh, Jean de Denim. Oh. Or, or just Jean de Denim. Uh, oh, Jean de And Denim. I guess that, that constitu- a French joke constitutes a lore yeah. boys. That constitutes a lore boys.
in charge. Dude. You're in charge of the record button, Jamie. I gotta take a nap, man. You said on your go. <laughs> it's on oh. now. It's on now. So whenever you, you want. Say, it. You well, yeah. I, are you sure it's on now, or oh, do I, I have to say go for you to actually start recording? Well, now? I said you've on done your... this once before already. Well, it's recording now. It's recording. Okay. I don't know why I couldn't have been recording the first time, but. <laughs> <laughs> because I was trying to save you time by having to edit out bullshit like this, but now you're going to have to re-listen to all this. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. <laughs> 